Hello and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast where we share hot tips on how to do life and business without losing your mind. I'm your host Savita Nanjapa, entrepreneur, high achieving 9 to 5er turned transformational success coach, helping you create a wildly successful business. Come hang out with me and other fabulous humans like you every week for stories and chats packed with a healthy dose of tips, resources, how-tos and real talk. Side effects may include a happier and more confident you with each passing day. Hi and welcome back to the podcast and on today's episode we have for you a really special guest a digital content creator with a massive following Shanice Shrestha. Shanice didn't really plan to become a content creator. She wanted to start out in acting and she started her acting career as an actor in 2014. Shanice has an audience of over 1.5 million on her social media following her both on YouTube and Instagram. While content creation wasn't really in the cards for her when she was pursuing her acting dreams in 2014, like they say sometimes a person can change your whole life and for her it was her husband Nikhil who goes by the handle Mumbikar Nikhil also with a massive following who introduced her to content creation and made her explore multiple new places across the globe. Shanice regularly vlogs about her day touching upon topics of parenting, motherhood, career, makeup, style, travel and so much more join me as i talk to shanis in this insightful conversation and she shares with us her tips on how to grow on youtube hi shanis welcome to the success with savita podcast and for me this is really exciting because we never had uh, someone who has such a big youtube following before and i'm really excited to talk to you today about many topics least of which is youtube so welcome um and looking forward to our conversation thank you so much for having me i'm also very excited to have this conversation with you today and share all that i can yes i know that you have a huge uh, amount of value to share with our audience but before we get started i have been binge watching your videos now but for our audience share with us a little bit about your journey and your journey from acting especially into content creation i believe both is the same you're both creators still an artist but what has been the journey like for you when did you get started and what led you here so when i was into acting that was that was when i was a student i was just 18 when i got into acting i just passed through my acting school and then i was like you know what why not give it a try so i started giving auditions and everything it was so exciting for me as a young girl like you know uh, auditioning for different roles and then actually getting them that was even more exciting and then when you get your first paycheck i was like wow this is such a cool job like you know you get to act you play different roles and you get paid for it so it was very very happening very exciting for me and uh, then came youtubing youtubing was a very very different concept you know for me i i was not i didn't know anything about youtube my husband then my best friend introduced me to youtube 
like not really regular at the start. I couldn't understand what to do and stuff like that. But then eventually I started really enjoying it because in acting, somebody else wrote the script for you. But you know, had to follow that, right? The characterization that they gave you. But in YouTube, you could be yourself and you could share yourself as a person and people would love you for that. So I just absolutely loved being a YouTuber all of a sudden. And for me, it was like the moment I realized I want to be a YouTuber full time. So it's been really exciting for me like that. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And it's very interesting that you say um, acting someone else's create a role for you. And here you get to be yourself. But a lot of people feel the other way. They're like, you know, if there's a role acting, karna hai, toh, we can do it. But, you know, every day filming yourself is so hard. So it's very interesting. Where and, and you also mentioned that you went to acting school. Did you always know you want to be in front of the camera? Uh, no, I actually didn't really know. Uh, when I passed off my 12 standard board exams, there was a lot of free time to do and there was nothing left for me to do. And my mom to see me seeing a lot of movies and a lot of series and she used to be like, why don't you go to acting school? You know, you have got great expressions. I see you like when I used to act in my school drama and stuff. So she was like, why don't you give it a try? So I, I went there just to have fun, to make new friends on a vacation. And um, eventually, like the first class was a little bit difficult for me. But then I started enjoying it so much. And I was like, wow, I think my mom just picked something that I could really do for the rest of my life. So that's how I actually, you know, pursued acting. Okay, interesting. So you always, I'm sure it was not the school. I'm sure you were always this confident. In front of the camera or otherwise? Yeah, I've always been this confident. Yes. Okay. Right from my childhood, I've been very, very confident. Okay, we're going to dive into that a little bit because that's one thing people don't have, right? In front of the camera. It's not easy. Like the biggest thing people say, I'd rather die than be on stage. So, so yeah. That, I want to ask you, uh, I know it's been a lovely journey for you from acting into content creation, but... But alongside, you know, YouTube, alongside that, you also get married. You also have a little one. Has, has life been, has there been many challenges? Or it's been something that you've taken in your stride and moved on so far? Um, I would say that uh, life has taken a 360 degree turn. There are many changes in my life. And being a mom at uh, 26 was not very easy for me because on back then, people were like, you know, doing jobs, going out, having fun. And uh, all of that had to stop because responsibility takes all over you. And in the beginning, it was very overwhelming for me. But at the same time, the amount of love that I received from my baby, I think I've never received that amount of love, the true, purest form of love. So to me, it was like, uh, it made me so happy. It filled my heart so much. But at the same time, I was also missing out on a lot of things. And I had to tell myself literally that it's okay. You know, it's just sort of a matter of time that I, I get to do these sacrifices. So then there are, I can just do whatever I want to do. So yeah, life has changed for me. I have to always uh, keep making decisions about what I should choose first. And um, for me, I always choose my little one first. To me, that's priority. I know it's a, lo a vlog, but um, you know, there's so much love that and authenticity that we can see that. So now dive into YouTube. And for our audience listening in, um, the numbers that Shanice has on her YouTube is what we all aspire for at some point. So let's start with when you chose to go down, when you chose to go into YouTube, 
was there a strategy that you had in place or it was just like okay chalo let's figure out like what was the early days like so back in the days so youtube was not a very popular content there were not many people on the platform and everyone was experimenting with different things and at that moment i was like what should i do i don't know what i should do and eventually uh, like my husband because he was already a youtuber told me a like yeah. nice thing he said the most important thing on a youtube youtubing the most strongest social media platform back in the days he was like you have to make like a very personal connect with your audience if they connect with you now whatever you put on there they're going to love you for it so you be yourself make share your life with them share who you are so that they fall in love with who you are So that was the point I kept in mind, and I did whatever I could do that time. Of course, I was confused. I would make beauty videos, I would make clothing videos, and then eventually I made the shift to vlogs. But I saw that my audience was actually loving it much more than all the rest of the content that I created. And I was like, okay, this is the thing that I can pursue forward on, and that played a big role in growing my YouTube channel. So you yeah. did a few things. Uh, it's not like you didn't try this, and you just decided from day one this is it and thing. But vlogs is what connected. So the point to keep in mind is the connection to audience. That's what I hear you saying, which is I think absolutely bang on. But the next question I have for you is now that you decided to do vlogs, right? What came next? Like, did you have like a calendar? How do you come up and how do you plan your content? You know, when do you record? When do you research? When do you always? like on the fly i'm sure it's not unplanned okay so honestly i will have to tell you the truth it is mostly unplanned okay because okay. i don't know how my day is going to go and like i like you said in the beginning you find a very authentic uh, i i keep the authenticity by actually just really sharing the very honest moments of my life i don't plan that okay this is what i'm going to do today to make my blog interesting what i do is if, if there's something while i go about with my life if there's something very interesting happening like no special moment with guy or something that i'm cooking for the first time or trying something new for the first time or there's a very interesting conversation happening between me and my husband we and my friends or my family i try to put the camera on then and record those moments because if i am having so much fun in the moment or there's something for me to learn i feel like that i can share with my audience and there's a take away for them from this or there is something that entertains them from this so that, that, that's actually how i decide to press record on my camera and i shoot it and i actually share it so i don't have a calendar it's just that um, sometimes i also think that i should take a break because i need to like just free my mind completely so i can be more creative and do more things go out be more productive but yeah most of the days it's unplanned what i'm hearing you say is that you know your audience you know what works and i think yeah. two things that you take and we always say that content that uh, people resonate with is something that teaches or which is like this right we uh, the podcast is about hey, how can you grow on youtube and we learn from it yeah. um but also how can we entertain and i think if you know that you don't need to really look for content or create like out of thin air it's just there and i think uh, yeah. you are for an example of gary what gary says which is document your day and i think you do that so well now i have a different question chanis which is okay so okay. authentically it's when you see something now you know it's it's also the intuition and you know the experience as a content creator you know okay now i should turn it on and this would be something that my audience will like um but then is there a point when you look at your stats you look at your analytics you look at growth how you're growing and how how your videos are performing 
Yeah, I think that is very, very important. It's very important to make sure that you check your statistics, your analytics and everything because, you know, it tells you a lot about what kind of content your audience is appreciating and what kind of content they're not really engaging into because if your goal is your goal, which I think for everyone is, uh, you can kind of focus on the content that actually works more well with your audience and you can create more like that. So yeah. that will contribute a lot to growing your channel a lot more faster. Yeah. So I always check. Like for me, the biggest achievement I had lately is that my female audience has gone to 80%. Brands also work more with you because uh, they believe that women have the purchasing power. So women buy easily. So, you know, you get a lot more brands to work with you also. So to me, it's great that I have been able to share my life so well on YouTube that more more female audience have come connected to my channel. So yeah. analytics is very important. You got to keep checking in. Okay. Uh, so this is a very selfish question. So now I'm looking at my analytics. Maybe I tried a specific type of video topic. Okay. Um, I check it's not done well. Should I try again? How many times would you try a similar type of content before you say, okay, this is absolutely not working. Do you just give up on the, like, should you do one, two, three times and then decide? So see, honestly, uh, there's one content that you really enjoy making and there's another content that works. So you try to experiment with it, right? Yeah. So I would say that if you're experimenting a totally new content, just because you thought it would work and it does it. So you can probably shift on to the next topic that you think would work. But if you, in the first time but you really enjoyed creating it maybe you could try again and again and maybe your audience will actually adapt into it or you will just get new audience who's attracted to that kind of content so i yeah. think you just don't give up it depends upon your life do you really enjoy making okay the content or you don't because eventually i feel as a youtuber all over these years i've learned is if it's something that you really enjoy doing it will reflect in your work and then the audience also sees it and then you will grow your audience that way that's also that. That's my point of view. I don't know. Maybe somebody else has some other point of view, but that that's what I think. Um, I, and I think that's really insightful. Thank you for sharing that because, uh, yeah, that's the fact that if you enjoy, it's going to come through, and there comes your authenticity. There comes that passion for what you're doing, and therefore you connect with people. Yeah, great advice. I'm loving this conversation so far, and I'm so glad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my next question for you is, okay. <laughs> Let's assume that, hey, you know, I'm convinced I've been sitting on the fence and I've been like, you know, I have to make some content. I'm, I have this business, whatever. So I decide to start a YouTube channel. But here's the thing that I hear most people say, right? They're like, oh, YouTube is so crowded and maybe I'm too late. Five years ago, if I'd started, it would have been better. What do you think is that? What's the answer to that? Do Is it too late to start a channel or is it overcrowded? I, I think if you ask me this, pre-COVID, I would say, yeah, it's become crowded and there are these top names that actually just kind of conquer the whole YouTube game. Mm -hmm. But now, after COVID, I think it's opened so many opportunities. Uh, YouTube now has short-form content called as Shorts and, you know, so many people are on it and new creators are getting immense growth so quickly. The platform is set and I think it's not late. This is the best that I am more than ever to start a YouTube channel because you can actually just share anything you want and you would get growth for it. So there's no better time than this. And I would say that back in the days when we started, it was very difficult to build subscribers. Today it isn't. Like I know some people who just started like now, a few months ago, and they've already crossed a million of subscribers just because of making shots. So I would say that if you want to do it, go go ahead and do it now. And if you think there's something you can share, definitely 
you're gonna grow because the opportunities of growth are much more today okay i'm gonna try youtube shorts taking it from the boss yes all right <laughs> now coming to um thing okay now there are two groups of people uh there's somebody who knows who's not on youtube not interested doesn't care it's not their plan which is fine now what was your advice for someone let's say i want to get on youtube i love it i can make content i'm just starting out what are some things to keep in mind or you know plan for just before i start my channel because now you have so much experience there's some things when you look back you wish you would have done differently what is your advice for someone who just wants to start out when they're thinking about starting a channel whether in terms of genre in terms of types of video um, anything that you have as advice i would say like anyone if my friend asked me this question i would say that i don't think too much just mm -hmm. go with that youtube channel for yourself when start posting probably you don't have to plan content check out your phone sometimes there are so many videos that you record for yourself of certain moment and you can just start by uploading that and see how the audience like you know kind of reacts to it because like i told you uh nowadays people are so open to like a consuming content every person you see is either on instagram either on youtube and people like swiping up away you know so if you start your youtube channel you upload and then just start sharing whatever it is that you can like you said i can create content so whatever you like whatever you think you can do you should probably it can be just a certain moments from your day if if you like cooking maybe a short of you making coffee or short of you making any dish that you like and just put it out there because they feel that if you don't start you don't know how that journey is going to you know like grow into you yeah. so you just have to start you take the first step and the rest of it follows that if i didn't start i wouldn't know that i could make a career out of this right so i i always said everybody don't think too much just like what you hear so far make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now Stay tuned as we take a quick break and we'll see you on the other side of the show. Okay. So for for all the people who are thinking about stock video great editor, professional videographer, forget all that just get started with your own phone yes. and it's fine. Yes. Okay. My uh, the second one is for the person who's been there. They've been on YouTube. They do send with experience I think you just will get better. Yes. Yes. Of course. Yeah. So, uh, my next one is the person who has been on YouTube. They do some content, be consistently on it, but they've not made too much of a headway. They've grown a little bit, or the growth is really slow. Now, for this person, has some experience. What would you suggest? Is there any advice for this person to you know kind of supersize their growth in any way? Besides, of course, shorts. They must do shorts because it's a new uh, thing. Is there anything else you would say to this person who's just stuck? So I would say if you are you've been doing YouTube for quite some time and you don't see a growth, that's something that you might be doing wrong. You know that always mistakes that we make and we're not able to reciprocate them in the right way. So I would say go through all your content pieces and see which did better than the rest and why some pieces didn't do that well and which did well. You know, try to see what I can do to make these even more better. Experiment more. Like yes. also do some research. on content on youtube and see what kind of content is something that people really really like and you can pick something like that because if your end goal is to be a youtuber that means you don't have any other option so it's about experimenting more trying more and being also more consistent 
when you're mm-hmm. consistent every day people like if 100 people are watching a video today and uh, you're consistent what they know is they try to get in the loop of watching you and soon you know that they are connected and more people they're talking about you and more people join into your channel so i think that is one tip i would give anybody who's not seeing growth yeah yeah i think great uh, you you're like your uh, you, your experience really shows because you're able to say these are the things that you definitely need to look at and and now my question would be about monetization right everybody thinks they're going to make money on the first day no you're not but at what stage let's say i started now at what at stage what? should people really think about monetization it may not happen like you know sometimes i hear like young teenagers talking about i'm going to be a youtuber right because i think we can make a career out of it because so many have uh what's your view on this and how do they go about it in terms of monetization so i i would say that um, now this is going to be a very blunt answer if your goal is to like uh, make money don't join youtube okay if that's your first goal that i want to make money so that's why i want to be a youtuber please don't be a youtuber because then you're going to be in that group you're not going to perform well your end goal is going to be oh i want to make money and if you don't make money through a certain video which you're not going to for a lot many years in the start like you know the kind of money you want to make you're going to be demotivated and you're not going to do well but if your goal is that i actually want to share my passion i want to share the content that i can create with my audience and make them love me then you are definitely going to make a lot of money it's going to take time of course youtube monetization is never going to pay you uh that much of money unless you hit like millions and you get like a certain amount of views regularly till then you're not going to make a good amount of money that you would say oh i i earn well from youtube to you know like uh, take care of my lifestyle but one thing it's going to give you as you grow is that it will give you brands that will work with you and they pay you good well enough to maintain a very very good lifestyle so yeah. i think your goal first should be like i want to really be a good youtuber i want to focus on my content and then everything else follows so monetization should never bother you in the start it will happen as you get better at it and you'll see that sometimes you're not even monetized but there are brands who want to work with you that happened with my sister as well her channel was not monetized but she was like being really regular and there were small brands who reached out to her and were ready to pay her for it also so i i think it's just it just goes back way yeah Oh no, Sam! I think that's great advice. And yeah, don't get carried away by Mr. Beast and you know so many others because that's what people think. Be that one yeah. one, and people will follow me easily, and um, you know it's going to happen. Or there's a disappointment, right? You do it for three months, and you think like, okay, why isn't this working, and why am I not getting paid? And and um, like I think like now you're also saying that that it's not overnight. I take some amount of time. And you've been doing this how long now, Shanice? So for me, it's been a uh, four good years into YouTube and properly. That's when, like, I started pursuing on a serious note, and uh, yeah, it's been proper four years. Wow! And how do you manage? What's a day in your life look like? Like managing having a baby, creating, doing this, plus you know everything else that happens in your life. What's your day like? So see, before when I was like not a mom, not married, my day was very easy going. You know, I would wake up, I would go out, I would think I'll go film this outside today, that outside today. I would be out with my friends, but now our responsibilities have overloaded me, and uh, my day kind of revolves around my baby because she's really small, and she's only and only she only comes to me for comfort and for love. So when I wake up in the morning, it's like I quickly get ready. In fact, when I go to the bathroom, I have to keep her at the side and then brush my teeth and let her play with some objects. <laughs> 
yeah and then after that i like just uh, get her to eat then i eat and then i take her down for a play maybe work out you know i i just started to feel like i need to get in shape now it's been a year so yeah working out and then i through those moments i actually try to put the camera on if there's something nice happening and shoot it and then share it with my audience as well so that's exactly how my day flows okay okay so being a full time mom uh, is not easy obviously and especially when they are smaller right and then there's so many things that's happening um with your little one as well but i think you can't be the youtuber that you are and have the success that you have without some fair amount of organizing planning um being able to deal with the sleepless nights because they happen all of that um what has been your biggest learning through all of this in the past few years going through motherhood all of this what's your biggest learning if you if you want to share more than one of course that's okay too i think uh, my biggest learning in life is that especially through social media all over the years and now being a mom and also being a content creator juggling between these two roles is that uh take it easy take it slow nothing needs to be rushed in life because sometimes when we rush it uh i tend to get very very anxious and then my brain just doesn't function right so over these years i've learned is like if you take it slow you can actually comprehend well you can organize your thoughts well and you can perform better if you if you start rushing into the oh then the competition outside you know i need to do better than the rest oh i'm not doing this i need to like i need to create content but i have to also be a mom it's just a big big mess what you do is you create even more big mess in your content so i that's the biggest thing i learned all over the years that just take it slow take it easy give yourself break whenever you need it okay how do you deal with criticism and trolls okay so in the start i was not very well prepared to deal with trolls and stuff like that when they used to say that i used to feel the urge of like replying back but then eventually i i learned that um, through experience that what they say doesn't reflect who i am it's not going to change who i am it's just a reflection of what they are you know when people type whatever they they it's just showing who they are as a people so i just learned to deal with it or you know the biggest thing is now i just don't read comments that often like if i'm going through my comments and i reply i do reply to all my audience all my comments on youtube that's something i love to do from day one so what i do is if someone's giving me criticism i absolutely love it because i think criticism opens ways for growth you know if it's real if you take criticism nicely you can actually grow better so criticism is a big thumbs up for me i love it and you know criticizing me in a good way i i will take it very happily but okay. if you are like trolling me it's something now i just easily flip through it i just be like it's okay i don't care so the biggest thing i would say if someone's criticizing you and if you think it's genuine please work on it it will really make you much better but if someone's trolling you just ignore it that hands down just ignore it don't let it play with your mental health at all it's not worth it yeah i i love the positivity that and the maturity that you have and you're saying criticism is welcome very few people will say that and i know uh, a lot of people have told me that they just ignore it but i love that your responses you're going to look at it and see there's something to it uh for someone yeah. so young uh, you're really worldly aware and wise uh but what's your biggest strength i would say that's your strength but is there something else that you would name as your biggest strength my biggest strength is being patient being patient i'm i'm a very very patient person like a uh, If you tell me to wait for as long as I can, like if someone 
getting angry in front of me and something like that. I can be so calm. I think that's my biggest strength in life that uh, I never rushing things. And uh, no matter how how stressful the situation is, I can be very patient in that situation. I can wait for it to pass, and only then will I make a move. So I think that's my biggest strength in life. And my mom, dad, and oh, so my husband keep telling me, "How? How are you so calm? How are you so patient all the time?" That that's my biggest strength. Right? Uh, okay, lovely. Um, I know your husband is also a YouTuber. What's the dinner table conversation like? And is there competition healthy? Uh, also, but is there any competition between the two or? What's your conversations like when it's about work? Oh, we have conversations about work. I think seventy percent of the time we're always uh, talking about what can be done better, what are the new trends, new things that actually they do actually make sense or not, and we're always talking about our future travel plans. How what can we do to integrate uh, ourselves into the real and the shorts community because that's very new to us, the short form content. So we're just learning about it. So our uh, conversations nowadays that evolve over. on that and uh, we get to learn a lot from each other like there are something that i understand better or something that he understands better so there's this very healthy uh, exchange of conversations that help us both learn think better and uh, honestly since day 1 like there has never been a competition between us both of course he's way higher up like he's one of the biggest youtubers of the country yeah. and uh, There's never been a competition. He always pushes me to do better. He tells me you have great potential, so go ahead. So I have a very, very supporting uh, husband like that. Awesome. Is there a hack that your husband has that you can share with us? That that insider tip that you can give us for YouTube? Uh, is there something that comes to mind? I already told you that in the beginning of the video that he used to tell me that do something in in a way that the audience connects to you. Once they connect to you, they're gonna love absolutely anything and everything you do. Okay, so that's no greater hack than that on social media. I am telling you. Okay, I'm gonna try it now. The challenge is to figure out what the audience likes. So that's where you have to try multiple things and see what. Uh... I think you should also share more parts of your life. Yes, that's what personally I have been told that. I think I'm like. This right? Okay, how much is enough? What will people like? Are people really going to be interested in this and what? But yeah, I I'm really taking away so much from this conversation. And you know, as we come towards the end of the interview, I have something to ask you, which is, what is one thing Shanice does really well when it comes to one? Oh, you what? What I general? That's all fine. I think in life, I clean up mess really well. If I if I win something or someone has created like a mess or there's a situation that needs to be solved, I think I'm great and I can really clean up the mess very well, solve issues very well. And secondly, I think that I'm also very very great in terms of coming up with ideas in my brain. If someone tells me that there is this concept, can you write a script for me? I am excellent at it. My brain runs really really fast. So in terms of YouTubing, that has really helped me quite a lot. Because when it comes to like uh, putting what my life is going through in words, I can do it really well in a way that people or the audience would connect. Perfect. Now, I I want to ask you, and I think the answer is that yes, you'd be able. If you saw somebody's content, would you not have? Would you be able to pinpoint? Hey, this is what is working for you, and this is what isn't working for you. Is that something that you feel also uh, you would be able to do well? Yes, I think um, I. 
could do it really, really well. I cannot understand now that what in a certain video is working or not working, but that's exactly how if um, I go to the analytics of a video that hasn't worked well for me and I go through it completely, I can completely understand when I watch it, watch it, that, oh, I shouldn't have done this or I could have changed this and it would have been better. So, yeah, it's very, very easy for me to do it now. But the one thing I hear from people, uh, you know, whether on audio or on video, they hate watching themselves. Um, what about you? Do you like, do you, do, you don't mind like looking at your videos and see, you know, whatever, whether it's to review or to just watch how it came out. Are you comfortable watching yourself? So I'll tell you a very funny situation that happens in my house. I don't know why, but my husband is always playing uh, my YouTube videos on the TV and watching it. And sometimes I'm like cooking in the kitchen or making coffee for myself and I walk out and I'm like, why are you playing my video? It okay. feels so, so weird to see myself doing something, you know? So yeah, I, I do feel like this tie of weird feeling watching my own self, but it's not that I don't watch my videos. Many times I do watch to see if I've improved over the years or not. So mm -hmm. I do watch sometimes, but all alone in front of people like me, it's really weird when people are watching my videos. Yeah. The same thing was for my husband, it will do. Like if I watch a video on YouTube, I mean, he shies away. <laughs> Oh, okay. you know that that's how we start like teasing each other sometimes at home. Yeah, so I mean, I, I was wanting to ask you this question because I was like, I would love to hear that answer because for us, it's like, you know, we are not on video all the time. I'm making, uh, we are not wearing you up, but it feels cringe. Like, and I can't even sometimes listen to my own podcast voice, right? I'm like, oh God, I can't do this. Uh, I think that I think that happens to everyone. It's a humility thing. Yeah. Okay, so before we move on, come to the end of my interview, I think, I think, uh, Shannis, the work that you do that really stands out for me is just, just, you're so, you know what I found about your log is also, I mean, here you are, like your hair is fabulous, you're looking fabulous, but sometimes in your videos, you're just like, you know, in your pajamas and you're so chill. And I think that's something that's not easy to do. So you're very authentic, you're very down to earth. It's easy, very easy to relate to you, especially because, so yeah, I mean, so far I've taken away so much from you. I think you will be able to give us more insight into YouTube. That's something you should explore, uh, teaching people about growing on YouTube. Now we have a quick, I'm just going to call out a word. This is a game that we have where I'll call out a word. You just have to say the first thing that comes to mind. Okay, let's try this. Something, name one thing that comes to mind when I say the following word, YouTube. Popularity. Okay. Parenting. Love. Movies. Entertainment. I know you answered this. Criticism. So. Growth. Yeah. Okay. A mantra you live by. Uh, a mantra I live by is uh, live and let live. I really, really believe in that. Everything okay. goes in harmony then. Love it. Love it. Love. I think love is a, a lifelong uh, friendship. Where effort should never stop. Ah, okay. Marriage? Um, marriage is uh, sacrifices. Okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I have to marriage. And the final one is daughters are? Daughters? Are friends. Best friends. Yes, I agree. I have a daughter too. With that, thank you for a, such a lovely interview. And I feel like the key points to take away authenticity, Figure out what your audience likes or read your analytics. Um, just start. I think just start. That's that's like the greatest thing, that thing. And consistency, of course. 
Uh, there's so much to take away from this. And we hope to do a part two with you at some point. So all the best cheering you on and forever fans over here. So cheering you on always. Thank you for your time today and look forward to reconnecting again, Shanice. Thank you so much. I had such a lovely time talking to you as well. I thought I was talking to a friend, but it was a very heartwarming and nice conversation. And, and I hope that we can do a part two very, very soon if I bring value to your audience as well. Of course. I think you brought so much value and I have like a whole bunch of other questions that I think I also <laughs> But we'll connect again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It really means a lot. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode and you want more, you can go to the show notes on my website, which is successwithsavita.com forward slash podcast. If you like what you've heard so far, I would be grateful to you if you could leave me a five-star review, subscribe to this podcast and share with a friend who may find this useful. You can also follow me on my Instagram at successwithsavita and DM me any questions you may have and I will be happy to answer them for you. Until the next episode, believe in yourself and all the best to your success.